Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to Underground USA. Welcome back to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. Please check out everything we do at undergroundusa.com. Sign up for the new Substack-based mail-out that gets our most recent products in your inbox when they happen. It's going to become increasingly more important as we get closer to the midterms and to the 2024 general election. Here's this morning's segment on Talk Back with Chuck Wilder as broadcast on CRN Digital Talk Radio. Everybody's talking at me. CRN, Chuck Wilder here. And I want to go to my guest now, Frank Savato. He's executive partner at Compass Point Group and host of the Underground USA podcast. His analyst has been cited by the U.S. House International Relations Committee and has been published by the American Enterprise Institute, the Washington Times, and are internationally syndicated. Frank, by the way, is the author of six monographs examining the threats facing our country. And it can be heard twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch, syndicated nationally on the Salem and Genesis Communication Affiliate Stations. The website, undergroundusa.com. Hello, Frank, as I calm down. Yes, how are you? Mr. Wilder. Yes. You know, uh, I think it was last night you came out with a Sunday Digest. And I wondered if we could kind of go over that because, boy, there's some interesting stuff on that. Is that okay with you? Uh, yeah, sure. Every Sunday, I like to I, I like to take a break from doing the longer things, but there is just too much going on in the news to the longer to thing. Not... He says, with uh, as I hold forty pages here. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and there's every now and then I see people, and this is I want to say part of the problem today. People have become so accustomed and so conditioned to wanting to get their information in 146 characters yeah, that they're not actually diving into subjects that are very, very important for how we're going forward. And I think that's by design. Uh, yeah, so yeah. people need to take the time to read things that are longer and more in-depth about subject matter so you know what's going on. You, you can't explain everything in 146 characters. That is true, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, you did a good job on this report, uh, listener, and it's like, bam, that one's, uh, you know, like uh, 20 lines, which is short in our business, okay? And, yeah. and then, yeah, uh, one of them, I think, goes 15, and it says, shut up or I'll slap you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's a filter. There's, sure. Yeah. 
Really? Uh, White House executes a rigorous spin. Is that it? A rigorous spin on straightforward statement by Biden? When he said Putin cannot remain in power, is it irrigorous or irrogorous? Egregious. I thought it was egregious. When someone could come out and state definitively that this man cannot remain in power, and then almost immediately handlers back at the White House say, that's not what he meant. What he meant was that he they don't want him to exude his power in the region and, and be able to use his power in, in, in Ukraine. That's what he meant. He didn't mean that he can't remain in power. That's what he said. Mm-hmm. Yes. You and, know, then, and if you, watch, if you watch the speech, he was pretty adamant about it, too. Yep. And then when he's walking out and they said, you know, Mr. President, Mr. President, does that mean, you know, Putin's got to go? Putin's going to go? No. What? <laughs> and, yeah. But uh, it's, it's scary about knowing who is really pulling the strings, right? When you have a team that is, that is waiting on, on every breath that this guy expunges mm-hmm. to see if they have to change what he said, Obviously, he's not in control. Now, the question here is, why would you, if you have a president like Joe Biden, who is, goes off script whenever he wants to, but is also in cognitive decline, why do you trot him out there on stage like this for the world to see? I, you know, when, when FDR was, was suffering from his medical ailments at the end, right. They didn't trot him out there on a European tour. He, he went to the meeting, came home. They didn't put him off script. They kind of tried to keep that malady from the people, which may have right. been a little bit disingenuous, but they were handling the messenger correctly. This one, we're at 100 seconds to midnight on the nuclear clock. Yeah. Boy. And, and they're putting this guy out there asking for re- demanding regime change from a nuclear superpower. That's stupidity on steroids. Yeah. You know, if he really had a bad hair day, right, all of a sudden he could, you know, just be upset with it and touching his head and saying, all right, I'm just going to bomb the hell out of it. Maybe that'll fix it, you know. And they didn't know you were talking about fixing your hair, Mr. President. All right. Frank Savato, S-A-L-V-A-T-O, his website, UndergroundUSA. That's UndergroundUSA.com. Uh, Biden also, by the way, has announced a useless minimum tax on billionaires. I know a lot of you are shaking. Listeners to this show, you billionaires out there. Well, Frank Savato will square it away when we come back. Many claim race is the most important issue we face in America. Yet race is... It's not what defines most Americans. I see myself as a confident, strong, beautiful young girl. I want to actually be the first girl on the moon. How do I see myself? I see myself as an entertainer. I like to dance, sing, and act. Sometimes I see myself as a little kid. Sometimes I see myself as a teenager. It's kind of hard to tell when you're 10. I see myself as strong. And I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. I see myself as a book. A book that you can't skip to the end and figure out what happens. A book that you have to sit and go through the pages and figure out what happens next. I think there's so many things that uh, 
define us and we shouldn't define ourselves by one or two things or we are a whole lot of things a collection of many things please join us if you want to live in an america where you are defined by who you are not by the color of your skin this message was paid for by color us united an educational nonprofit advocacy group seeking to heal the divide in america to learn more log on to colorusunited.org Everybody's talking at me. Chuck Wilder, CRN, with Frank Sabato, executive partner at Compass Point Group, undergroundusa.com. That's undergroundusa.com. And I mentioned about uh, the White House has announced useless minimum tax on billionaires. We don't really need to spend too much time on that because there's so many good ones in here. But Frank points out, it is important to note that the subject of reduced spending never and ever and ever comes up when taxes are concerned. It's always the new ways to tax, new ways to reduce spending. Uh, and the billionaires, it's not going to affect too many people, right, Frank? Well, it, it'll affect the billionaires, but it's not. It's a drop in the bucket. That The 20% tax on billionaires doesn't really amount to anything when you're spending a trillion here and a trillion there. You know, and so if you're if you're just going to find new ways to spend, and you're not going to reduce what you spend, uh, pretty soon the the billionaire tax will come down to the millionaire tax, which will come down to the middle class tax, which will come down to a blanket tax on everybody. Like so Stone, you know, my huh? point there is, how about if we don't tax more? How about if we spend less? There you go. Might be a good a, a novel idea. Now then, you've heard of uh, of something like this, I'm sure. Biden White House is giving ethic waviers to top officials at a quick pace. Uh, the Biden administration is doling out more waviers meant to excuse public officials from violating ethics regulations than the preceding administration did. So it sort of sounds like this is a, a common thing, but he's doing it more commonly. Yeah, there's uh, ethics waivers get uh, there's a variety of reasons why somebody could be an expert in the field but have connections to the industry where they need the ethics waiver. But uh, the Biden administration has just put the throttle full forward on this. And when you look at some of his cabinet picks, uh, Jennifer Granholm is, is one of them. I mean, she's got direct links to the industry that she's pushing. We can't have that. Um, what was stunning to me about these waivers, and, and it goes for Republicans, too, is that we've got a, a nation of 300 million-plus people and a lot of smart people, too. If you can't cobble together a cabinet and, and its subordinate positions that don't need ethics waivers, then you're just being stubborn about wanting to have the people that you want in your position. You're not exploring the talent we have in this country. So it's there's really ethics waivers should be should be the exception, not the rule. That's why they're called waivers, you know. Yeah. And and this from this from an administration who was crowing about being the most ethical administration in American history. Mm. Obviously, that's not the truth. Now then, moving on to another one because there's so many goodies here. Uh, and by the way, I'll tell you right now, I know for a fact that Frank and I did not fall into this category, okay? FBI <laughs> misconduct in probing politicians, religious groups, and <coughs> journalists uh, much worse than previously thought. I mean, how in the world could it be 
any more worser than what they were throwing at us. Mercy. Okay. You know, here's here's the point, Chuck. We don't know if we've been if we've been looked at. You know, yeah, if you're true. if you're criticizing the administration, they may very well have looked at you, and that's the problem. We and under the Fourth Amendment to the Constitution, we have the right to expect probable cause, and for it to be transparent. You know, there's supposed to be warrants issued when the FBI is looking at you, and if they are, if it's for national security, which no journalist should be, you know, very rare occasions should a journalist be looked at that if they're if it's just about opinion and and reporting the news, mm-hmm. you know, it's got to go before a FISA court. The FBI underlings cannot just start investigations without going through the proper channels. That's that's not what we do here. That's what the KGB did in the USSR. Yeah. So this you, is you know the the hierarchy at the FBI may have said that this is this is unacceptable, but they need to do something about it. Like I don't know, fire a bunch of people. <laughs> Are you getting any bounce back from uh, you know different places where you're uh, putting your news? Saying up, skip oh, that. I, I always get some pushback from the from the usual suspects, uh-huh. but the, but you know, good. That means I'm hitting on something that's important. Oh, you make me feel better, okay? Because all of a sudden, you know, on my blog that I put out on Google, they were saying inappropriate subject. <laughs> I'm, you know, and I'm looking at it. You know, it's like a, a special birthday party for somebody or whatever. I don't know, but uh, kind of makes you wonder. It is. It, it, this is this is part of of the whole. I, I've been warning about this for about the, ever since Biden got into office. I said when the midterms come up and 2024 starts mm-hmm. to get into full gear, we are going to see a renewed pushback on not only on social media but on the internet as a whole. Right. That that sphere is developing still, and the censors are out there. They need to control the narrative, and and, and when you get past American politics and get into the the incredibly dangerous thing that the World Economic Forum is pushing in this Great Reset, they need to be able to control that narrative until that's implemented. And if people don't know what that is, you need to familiarize yourself with it because it destroys the sovereignty of nations. And if that happens, your rights are nothing but a piece of paper. They will mean nothing. I was going to you know, say, right for, under your rights, you know, also comes, uh, you know, the right to be able to uh, support yourself and, you know, like eat. And I wanted to move on to this one. Uh, U.S. farmers struggling with inflation and equipment shortages before the spring planting season. And Biden ain't helping any way on that either. Fertilizer. People don't realize how important that word is. Uh, and I just want to spend just a moment on that. I'll let you do it there because you're so eloquent at it. Because I got to get into the Black Lives Matters report. Oh yes, that's just that's at the tickle of my tongue, right? And it has nothing to do with the uh, Oscars, listener. Okay, just so you know, <laughs> right? Yeah, the, uh, yeah, Oscar. Who who who's that? Yeah. And, you know, I I don't even I don't even know if anybody watched it. Everything I'm seeing on social media is people turned it off after the first slap. Uh, you know, as far as the farmers are concerned, yeah, we we better we better start being very angry and vocal about the supply chain issue that's happening here. There's no reason for people in the United States 
to be non-self-sufficient when it comes to food. We have very fertile land. Our resources are good. Mm-hmm. Well, we can build things that we need for the farmers here in the United States. We can be we can be independent of the world problems when it comes to food here in the United States. And there's no moral, ethical, or international law that says that we have to go without here in the United States so that others can take it. So we need to start writing our our elected officials and saying point blank, let's make sure our farmers are taken care of, fix the supply chain problem, because there's no reason for it to be continuing at all, period, dot. That should have been over within 60 days. Nothing to do about our national security, okay? And, you know, when all those ships were, like, at the Long Beach uh, Harbor in Los Angeles and all, you know, 50, 60, 70 ships out there and couldn't get unloaded, you know, and it's just, for some reason I just had a a feeling that, uh, you know, the the Democrats were going, oh, boy, this is going to show them. Yeah, this will show them. Right. You know, you also Rem- go to the grocery store. Remember, it's Rob Emanuel let the cat out of the bag. He probably shouldn't have said it, but it's a game uh-huh. they've been playing for a very long time, going all the way back to the Woodrow Wilson administration. Yep. Chaos is change's friend. When there's a crisis or there is chaos, look at the politicians who are trying to change things, because that's, that's what they use for cover when they're doing it. So we had COVID. Then now we've got supply chain. Now we've got Ukraine and inflation. These are all crises that they see opportunity in. Yeah. That's just the way they've been working for over 120 years. Never so we, we go to waste. Mm-hmm. Yeah. absolutely, and that's exactly what Emmanuel said. It's based on the Alinsky rules. So when you see never-ending chaos, look at what's being changed. Frank, I'll tell you something. There's an asteroid out there. You, you probably know about it because you know about everything from A to Z, all right? And the thing, you know, comes around every 135 years or whatever it is, and it's bigger than the asteroid that wiped out the dinosaurs. So if it wasn't COVID or if it wasn't the war, they could move on to the asteroid, right? And that oh, would absolutely. really global warming. Boy, that's the biggest existential threat to global warming right there is up there with that asteroid. But nope, let's uh, let's take something that's more dangerous, and that's a nuclear attack from some country. Man, well, is any any kind of upheaval where they can play on your emotions, mm-hmm. that's where they go, and th- that's what tra- the transformative left does. They play on your emotions, stoke up the fear. They want the chaos so they can present what sounds like an organized solution that people will run to because of the chaos. That's that's what they've been doing ever since Wilson. And for whatever reason, we keep falling for it. It's time to say, you know what, let's back away from this a little bit. Yeah. It, it's It's been the world's going to end for 12 years for over 30. Yeah, that math doesn't add up. Moving the goalposts, you know. That's that's where Newsom yeah. learned that, by the way. Yes. Well, uh, anyway. it's... Yeah. It's the Sorry. truth. You know, oh, yeah. it's, it's the truth. When you, look at what was created in, in the chaos of the crisis that was climate change, a carbon marketplace at the Commodities and Exchange Commission. Oh, hmm, interesting. Somebody's making money off this? Gee, how surprising. Now then, listener, if you're ready for this one, 
Denver, talking about the city, has been ordered to pay damages for police response to the Black Lives Matters protest. Now, the, the problem, you know the number one problem, Frank, is that at one time 60% of the people would be shocked with a headline like that, but now it's about 10% or 15 maybe saying, well, well that figured that was coming, yeah. Uh, tell them about this one. Yeah, and, and that's the problem with people reading headlines and not reading into the article. I, I vehemently ask everybody, please, stop just reading the headlines and think you know what the, what the article says. Read the articles, because there's more that can be fit into a headline. This one has circumstances that go beyond the awarding of the $14 million in Denver to the, I believe it was 11 people who were well, plaintiffs. Well, or who were plaintiffs. Yeah. yeah. This, if they can award $14 million for the way police reacted in Denver, mm-hmm. that means that the people who were imprisoned on January 6th should be able to sue the federal government and, and the D.C. and Capitol Police. The precedent has been set. The police responded the exact same way, and there was more damage done in Denver by the BLM and the Antifa activists than there was on, on Capitol Hill. Right. So if the precedent has been set, we should the people who are who are incarcerated, who who have had their rights trampled, their Fourth Amendment rights to a speedy trial trampled, who have been denied the ability to see their lawyers when they want to, they should be able to sue. But I don't think that's going to happen because we live in a pretty corrupt judicial time in the United States, where there's a two-tier system. If the, if the offense has been, has been launched against a government, a government official, or somebody who is connected, nothing happens. Hillary Clinton still walks free. Hunter Biden's selling art. <laughs> Joe Biden is president of the United States. You know, but you have yeah. somebody who wants to go and protest about, whoa, 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 I don't believe the Supreme Court acted correctly in not hearing a state-brought lawsuit over election irregularities that are outlined in the United States Constitution and they go to they go to jail because of the way they think about politics mm-hmm. that's political prisoner stuff and you could throw in with the Hunter Biden also you know the fact that uh, because he was a felon he wasn't allowed to buy a gun but his daddy's president so they just dropped that too when he bought a gun you know it's it's just uh, unbelievable and the speedy trial, my goodness, man. Uh, Pelosi, could you imagine if we're saying President Pelosi and Vice President Schumer? Boy, wouldn't that be a, that would be worse than what we have now for sure. Oh, that's why the midterms are so incredibly important, because if they, if something does happen to uh, President Biden, and I don't wish that upon him, I just, I just, you have to call a spade a spade when you see it. Yeah. And and Kamala Harris is impeached because she is inept and unqualified for the position. She didn't get there because of her political prowess. She got there because she wore knee pads. Um, you know, th- then you then you would have the Speaker of the House being the Republican Speaker of the House instead of Nancy Pelosi. Yeah. She's third in line. So you know, this is this is why elections matter. And you don't just vote against somebody because orange man bad. You look mm-hmm. at the policies, and, and that's something I've been I've been stressing to everybody that I engage with these days. 
We move, must move away from the cult of personality when it comes to politics. It can't be about the person. It needs to be about their political policies and how good they are for the nation. The policies in place today are destroying the nation. The policies that were in place under Trump, even if you didn't like his personality, were much yeah. better for the country. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to vote for him. He twitters too much, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, look that is a stupid, that's a stupid <laughs> yeah, no. voter. We're going to take a break, come back with uh, Frank Savato, and I'm going to tell you the next one, uh, all of a sudden this is really making a lot of headlines, this subject, and it has to do with uh, crypto mining energy use. Uh, totally over my head, you know, I didn't know a crypto machine would reach that high, but I know. The Biden administration seeks public opinion on crypto mining energy use. I think there's a... Uh, there's a fifth there that he wants public opinion, but we'll see. When we return with Frank Zavato, undergroundusa.com. I'm Judson Carroll, and I'm an herbalist. I'd like to invite you to listen to my show, the Southern Appalachian Herbs Podcast. It's available wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's a show with a conservative Christian worldview, and it's about a lot more than just herbal medicine. It's about an independent way of life being more self-reliant, less reliant on the government, the medical industry, the pharmaceutical industry, and the supply chain. With freedom comes responsibility. Sometimes that responsibility is putting food on the table. Other times it's caring for yourself and your family with home remedies. So give it a listen. I think you'll enjoy it, and it may just save your life. Everybody's talking at me. CRN. Chuck Wilder, always a pleasure to have the one and only Frank Savato, undergroundusa.com, and uh, her twice weekly on the Captain's America Third Watch, Salem and Genesis Communication Affiliate Stations. Hey, let me ask you, uh, Frank, did the word catch-all come from uh, fishermen at the sea, or do you have any idea where that word catch-all came? Well, you know, that's I have to admit my ignorance on that, but now you're going to you're forcing yeah, me to look because it up. I'm, I was going to use the uh, the expression, you know, the the Democrats have a catch-all word and it is global warming. You know, that once they've got that in their net, they're really happy on and they've got it covered on so many subjects. Everything's going to cause global warming. You know, that's why they're going to dig underground cables now in New York City or something. I don't know. But now you're saying they're going to, uh, they're seeking public opinion on crypto mining energy use. So uh, apparently to get the, the cryptocurrency or whatever the energy, you're going to have to, big effect on the climate. Uh, square us away on this, will you? Well, uh, crypto, cryptocurrency, uh, it works off of, especially Bitcoin works off mining rigs, which are mm -hmm. computers and they use energy. Uh, what the Biden administration is trying to do is they're trying to gather information. If, if they were ingenuous, they would be trying to gather information on, on how it affects the environment and the efficiency of energy use when it comes to crypto mining. But that whole preface is predicated on it being based on fossil fuels. The, computer itself doesn't need to run on fossil fuels. It can run on renewable energy. It can run on solar. It can run on hydropower. It can, you know, any any energy at all. It can be used. As a matter of fact, Exxon's looking at using the solar flares off of uh, 
off of their natural gas production to be able to power crypto mining apparatus. Hmm. What this is more about is the federal government's dislike for cryptocurrencies because it threatens their domain over the economic stranglehold. They hate Bitcoin. They hate Ethereum. They hate cryptocurrencies because they are run on decentralized platforms that governments don't control. It, it 86 is the banks, you know, and, and the banks, we need to understand this. Banking institutions, you, you put your money in, they charge you for, for every fee in the world for putting your money in and taking your money out, giving you right. scant little bits of interest while they use your money to make millions, billions, and trillions of dollars. Cryptocurrency cuts them out. It is a peer-to-peer direct thing. Yeah, and let me and tell you real quick what's going Governments can't have that. And what's going to be cutting them out is this new thing where China is now going to buy, you know, all their oil, Saudi Arabia, not using the American dollar that's been there forever and ever and ever and going into our banks and all this good stuff, you know. Uh, they're using their own currency, whatever it is, Chang or Yang or something. I don't know. But, uh, uh, yeah, the one. Um, yes, we're, we're in trouble. Russia's yep. moving to it, too. So when you've got two major players on the global economic stage moving away from the use of the dollar for everything, if they if they move away from it for, for buying energy, coal or, or oil or natural gas, they're not going to say, okay, but we're going to use it for corn or for grain. Yeah. They're going to say, no, we're just well, going to keep using what we're using. Well, so when, when the U.S. dollar... Yeah. When the U.S. dollar gets excommunicated as as the global currency, that causes pain for us because yeah. that means we just can't keep printing money. Otherwise, we go into hyperinflation. All right, thank you, sir. Enjoy our visit each and every time. Frank Savato, S A L V A T O, and the website is undergroundusa.com. Thank you, appreciate it. Talk to you next time. All right, coming up next, Linda Goodsmith. Be right back. You're listening to Underground USA. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this. We taught the world to sing in perfect harmony. Just drink Coke, the road to obesity. At Coke, we say we're woke. We sell drinks, badass smoke. China is our labor supplier that drives our stock price even higher. What the world knows today, obesity will go away. Won't the cool diabetes is here to stay. That's a real thing. What the world knows today. This message was paid for by Consumers Research, a 501c3 educational advocacy group. To learn more, log on to consumersresearch.org. Here's this morning's segment on the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce, as broadcast on the Salem and Genesis Communications Networks. 
to over 2 million people each and every night across the world. Now, you can check out our website while you're doing things, thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com, simply thecaptainsamericathirdwatch.com, and there's some links over there you can follow and go to different places, like, for example, my guest, Frank Salvato from undergroundusa.com. There is a clickable link on there that takes you right from my website right to his website because he writes some great articles, and yesterday was no exception. And good morning, Mr. Frank. Mr. Captain. Well... Frank, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to mention the nine most dangerous words over the weekend that anybody could have said, and it came out of Joe Biden's mouth. Here we go. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in in power. Now, this was Biden talking about Putin, and unfortunately, they've tried to walk that back ever since yesterday. All night long, I've been hearing uh, different (laughs) people from the government trying to walk that back and say, well, he didn't mean that. He didn't mean this. He didn't mean that. Uh, well, my ears didn't deceive me. And let me see. Let me look at it again. The embarrassment in chief. That's what I'll call him. Here it is again. Let's see. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. There it is again. Yeah, and it's it's pretty straightforward. There's no way to actually nuance that. It's not, uh, it's, it's not indiscernible. It's not mixed messages. The, the wording isn't awkward. It's just straightforward yet almost in real time the handlers back in washington dc tried to spin it as to mean well they they kind of what he really meant was that he shouldn't have the influence that he has in the region and 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 he shouldn't be have that kind of a power that is influence you see that's not what he said no no he said he said it pretty much committed the united states to a, to a policy of regime change in Moscow. Now, there are some people who believe that's a good thing. There's a lot of people in Europe who believe that would be a good thing. But you got to be careful what you wish for. The next guy that comes may be worse than Putin. Who knows? But you've got to be very careful when the nuclear clock is at 100 seconds to midnight. And that's where it stands right now. Mm-hmm. 100 seconds to midnight. You don't saber rattle like that. You're playing a dangerous game. Again, I'm not saying that might not be the correct thing to be striving for, but you don't go bull in a china shop with with that kind of rhetoric mm-hmm. when the stakes are this high. Yeah. Well, that's only part of it because here's the other thing he said, and I'm still scratching my head about this one as to why he even said this. He said, and I quote, talking to the 82nd Airborne, when they go to Ukraine soon, and some of them have already been there, and they were going to see women, they're going to see women stand in the middle of or in front of a damn tank and say, I'm not leaving. I'm holding my ground. They're incredible. Really? Really? So now he's got everybody thinking over there, some of them anyway, that uh, our troops have already been there, the 82nd Airborne, and uh, he brought them back over to Poland or something along that effect. Now, whether he did or not, you sure as hell don't tell the enemy that. Well, no, but the Democrats, uh, as of recent contemporary, if you even go back to Obama, they tell you exactly when we're coming and when we're going. Mm-hmm. They don't keep that a secret anymore for whatever reason. It's, it's like the stupidest thing in the world it necessarily is. to let your let your enemies know where you're moving and when. Mm-hmm. You know, but that's you have to give that one a little, a little bit more 
leaned towards that it was a slip of the tongue more than what the first misstatement was. Because mm-hmm. the White House didn't come back and push back on that as hard as they did the other one. But it's just as egregious if you take him at his word that we would be going back into Ukraine with troops. That's a direct head-on-head with Russia. Yep. yep. Two nuclear powers going at it head-to-head. That's kind of stupid, especially when the nuclear clock's at 100 seconds to midnight. Yep. This guy is reckless. And and if if he can't, if you can't be sure what's coming out of his mouth, you got to keep him off the road. Maybe he said all of this because of some late night program he saw on TV watching the the the, the War Channel or something. You know, I I just don't think it's bright to have him with the missteps that he has, he's, yeah, the misstatements that he's known for, yeah, to have him out there at this point in time is kind of a miscalculation on the White House's part. And how, and it's going to get us in big trouble. We're already there, but it's going to make it worse. Okay, Frank, hold that thought, folks. You're coming back with more here in the Captain's America Third Watch. It is a Monday morning, and I'm talking to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Go over there, check it out, see all the great things he has to offer, and don't forget to listen to the podcast. The Captain's America Third Watch. Google it, and you'll know before everybody else. Did you know that Yopon is the only tea plant indigenous to the United States? Hi. I'm CJ, the owner of Emerald Coast Tea Company. We have a line of Yopon teas and Yopon tea blends that will open your eyes to tea that is literally made in the USA. Check out our entire line of teas at www.emeraldcoastteacompany.com. Honey, this ain't your mama's tea. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. This is Frank Salvato from Underground USA, and you're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch with Matt Bruce. Heard by over 2 million people coast to coast and around the world every night. Captain, let's do it. We are, and I would strongly suggest you folks, if you want to hear something a little different, a little bit more informative, go over to undergroundusa.com, listen to Frank Salvato's podcast. I know you're going to like it. Now, this portion of the program brought to you by Moss, M-A-U-S, Nissan. All right, back to Frank Silvato, managing, whoop, I almost did it. I almost did it, Frank, uh, <laughs> from the UndergroundUSA.com website. I, it's unbelievable. I said that for, what, 18 years anyway? Yeah, proud around there, sure. Well, anyway, those are proud days, and I, I was proud to be a small part of it. Okay, I got a question for you. Okay. How do you negotiate with a terrorist? With a with a bomb suit on. <laughs> That's All the right. only way I can think of. Well, you, you got to remember, they're terrorists for a reason. They, they'll, they'll say anything in order to get what they want and do anything in order to get what they want. So negotiating with a terrorist is, is probably a really stupid idea. Well, you'd be an idiot to do so, just like you'd be an idiot to believe anything coming out of the mouths of uh, Democrats these days. No good faith effort in going to make them honest. They're lying frauds out to destroy everything great in this country. Don't believe me? Go check it out. They're a terminator for American exceptionalism. As such, they have no conscience and they cannot be reasoned with, with, so therefore they must be destroyed. And there's a way to do it. At the voting booth, we need to show up in force, in force, in November. So if they do manage to do a little 
conniving on the side. If there's a whole bunch more of us, they aren't going to be able to do much for that boat now, are they? No, and, and you're making a good point. When people will say anything to get elected, and then once they get elected, turn around and don't do what they said, yep. they've lied to you. you know, we've been conditioned to believe that just, that's just politics as usual, that everybody does it, that you know you can't really take them at face value while they're campaigning. We should be able to take them at face value you in their bet. campaigning. And if the person that you have voted for has been sent to Washington and doesn't do what they said or gives you excuses, then don't vote for them again. And I don't care if they're Democrat or Republican. Mm-hmm. We've got to start holding all of our elected officials to what, to what they say they're going to try to do. And we want to see what they've done to try to succeed with that. Now, that said... The last, gee, I don't know, it's got to go back to 2000, Mm -hmm. maybe, and even before that. The Democrats, the slash-and-burn, Alinsky-type politics win-at-all-cost political game that they play has made them completely dishonest with the American people. Yep. And the the fact that they still talk, talk big about being pro-America and pro-democracy and all of this, when they're actually executing a fascist form of government, should be a big wake-up call Mm -hmm. to people who vote Democrat. You're voting for representative government. Once they get in, they're full-blown fascist today. Look at the definition of the word, and look what they're doing. You've got to wake up and start smelling the coffee. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton will tell you that the Russians did this and the Russians did that. Yeah. Well, she manufactured the whole thing. Yeah. Well, I'll do this right now. I'll take it this way. Just 25 years ago, there was no question that Democrats knew exactly what a woman was, and that was because of Bill Clinton and Ted Kennedy. Now, they were not confused by the concept. They knew what a woman was. And no man has come forward claiming to have been sexually assaulted by any of these women either, have they? So they either knew or they managed to bat a thousand with their guesses. Well, let's go back to Kavanaugh. They certainly knew what a woman was then. You bet. They knew what a woman was with Clarence Thomas. Yep. This whole thing, this whole spin machine that they have, has gotten to a point where they don't care if it's obvious that they're lying. They just want to make the narrative sound good in their own heads. It's an echo machine. I'm not a biologist. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't tell you what a woman is. That is a blatant vomit. Yeah. To the LGBTQ LMNOP community. They don't care. And and they're doing it so that they can actually glean votes. It has nothing to do with anything else but pandering. Mm-hmm. So why would a Supreme Court justice nominee need to pander to that community talking to the Senate Judiciary Committee? Yeah. Unless they were going to be an activist from the bench. Well, I'll tell you, beating the Democrats just isn't enough. If you beat them, they regroup, they repackage, they come back again. No one can focus group new ways to lie to people like Democrats. Now, guess what? I believe 
that they need to be destroyed totally at the voting booth. We need to go there en masse. We need to get there. We need to vote. Vote often. Vote early. Vote. I don't care how many times you vote. They're going to do it. Guess yeah. what? That means not only oppose, but also roundly mock everywhere they pop up. They've created a culture of fragile psychs out there, psyches, and you need external violation like Hunter Biden needs crack on, well, and hookers. Jeez. Well, you know, we've got to understand that that being offended is not a protected right in the, in, under the Constitution. Nope. We, we've Again, we've become so conditioned to not want to be offensive that we're starting to abdicate our free speech rights because because people get offended. I don't care if you're offended. Sorry you feel that way, but it's not going to stop me from saying what I want to say when it comes to politics and our government. We've gotten to the point where people are afraid to talk about politics. It's exactly what they want. Yeah. They want you not to gather, not to talk about what's wrong, not to talk about the egregious things that they're doing, because someone might be offended. Don't care. Don't yep. care. The, the days of worrying about snowflake feelings are over, and, and we should take a, a look at the other side. Are the woke people today worried about your feelings? Mm-hmm. Do they care that you're offended? Nope. Or, or that you're aggrieved because because of what they're saying about you and how you should live your life and about how you should just bend over and take the ESG scoring mm-hmm. and and we're gonna we're gonna kill fossil fuels and everything else. Do they care? Nope. Can you stick around another segment? You bet. Okay, Frank's gonna stick around another segment. We're gonna continue this conversation on the other side. And let me just tell you right now, they picked on the wrong horse. When they came over here to this band on the radio dial, because we are not going to put up with it. We're going to beat them at their own game. Mark my words. You're listening to the Captain's America Third Watch. He calls democracy messy, props up the Chinese Communist Party, praises Xi and his regime, known for violent oppression, invests in Chinese military companies. A defector? No. It's BlackRock CEO Larry Fink, the CEO of a major American company who's gone all in on China. Can he be more anti-American? Larry Fink, BlackRock. Taking your money, betting on China. Message paid for by Consumers Research, an independent educational 501c3 nonprofit organization. Log on to www.consumerresearch.org to learn more. News, insight, passion. AM 930, The Answer. You found it, the most listened-to radio program in the overnights, the Captain's America Third Watch with Captain Matt Bruce. Lock it in and join the Captain's Army. All righty, welcome back, everybody. This portion of the program is brought to you by Food for the Poor and our Ukraine effort here with our stations here in Tampa and Sarasota and elsewhere about trying to help the people in the Ukraine. Now, I don't have to tell any of you how serious and terrible the situation is going on right now in the nation of Ukraine. Unprovoked Russian aggression decimated large portions of the country, created immediate and massive humanitarian crisis. And it's the time now to determine how leadership in the West has failed the people of Ukraine. But right now, those people desperately need help. Now, we here at my flagship stations, 
AM860, the answer, AM930, the answer, are partnering with Foods for the Poor. And we're doing something to deliver food and other aid to the almost 6 million displaced citizens within the Ukraine border and the ones that have left, as well as those people that are over across in Poland or wherever they're at. Now, we're asking you to assist us in this effort with whatever you can. Nobody's saying you got to give $10, $100, whatever. Do what you can. Go to TheAnswerTampa.com or TheAnswerSarasota.com and click on the Help Ukraine banner on our website. Your donation will be used to alleviate some of the suffering by the people of Ukraine impacted by this aggression. We are helping Ukraine. Click on the banner. It says Help Ukraine at TheAnswerTampa.com or TheAnswerSarasota.com. And we thank you very much for your support and your donations. All right, back to Frank Silvato, UndergroundUSA.com. Thank you, Frank, for allowing me to do that. Absolutely, and and I think the people need to understand that uh, when private organizations do things to help people, just like you, uh, we had the many private organizations that were helping to get people out of Afghanistan, mm-hmm. uh, the efforts actually go to help the people, unlike certain organizations of a global entity that send food and just let the warlords take it over. That's right. So this is, this is a very good thing to be doing. It's something that's going to actually help the people of Ukraine, and I urge everybody to, to participate. Unfortunately, that stuff that's going to Afghanistan, that you're hearing all about the food and this and that and all that stuff, most of it is not getting to the people. No. That's a, any global aid thing, they, you know, the U.N. is notorious for this. They'll, they'll spend millions of dollars getting food to a location. Um, this happens a lot in, in despotic regions in, in Africa and in the Middle East. The, the food gets delivered, and then the warlords sequester it, and they mm-hmm. take it, and they use it for, for power leverage over the people who are starving, to manipulate the way that, that they think and to, to lord over them with, with power. It, you know... Manipulating starving people is the things of coward. You know, yeah. the cowards do that. But that's what happens. And and people who believe that they're giving benevolently to these world organizations that do this, and they do it for the right reasons, and God bless them, they don't know that these organizations, by the fact that they're delivering these goods to bad hands, are playing into the oppression. So, you know, research who you're giving your money to. This is a great opportunity for people to do something good that's going to actually help the people. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the U.N. says, hey, give money because we're going to drop it off in Somalia, you can bet your bottom dollar that it's going to fall into the hands of the warlords and they're going to use it to manipulate the people. So do your homework on that, just like everything else. Well, I'm going to go back and finish off with a little thing we were talking about with the Democrats. Uh, Rush Limbaugh was, uh, God bless him, God may he rest in peace, loved him, loved hearing him, loved his show, but he was wrong about this when it came to uh, the uh, the Democrats and the way he felt about it. We don't need them around. We don't need any of them around as cautionary tales. We can read about them in books or watch old TV shows or movies, and that's what we can do. And I'll give you an example. You don't keep a few termites around 
to remind you of the damage they've done to your house because they're going to eat your house while they're there. Hello. And we don't need any Democrats to remind us of the damage they've done to our country. What they've done, for the most part, is irrevocable. But we, the people, can change that if we show up at the damn voting polls in November and do what we need to do. We can stop this in its tracks. If we have enough of a majority that's there and we put enough people in in the, the Senate and the House and clean house in D.C. and get rid of these rhinos, if we were able to do that, trust me, we're on the right track. Uh, two points to that. Uh, one, and this is a, a reading suggestion, or if you listen to it, you can listen to it on, on an audio book. Dinesh D'Souza's book, The Big Lie. Yeah. It will give you a very good history about where the Democrat mindset came from, what the progressives did all the way back at the very beginning before World War One, and and how they've been very duplicitous and destructive throughout their entire tenure throughout the 20, 20th century. Uh, that said, Limbaugh was right if you're talking about the old Democrat Party. Right, of 25 years ago. Yeah, they were a good counter you know, because we're supposed to exist in a state of compromise. That's what the founders and the framers believed, that that everybody is best served. The quote-unquote common good is best served mm-hmm. when everybody feels pain to compromise. The Democrat Party today, and you've heard me say this a million times, yep. they, are be, they are absolutely controlled by the radical left, and today it's a fascist left. Yep. And fascist is now synonymous with progressive, because when you go back to the beginning of the progressive era, they were fascists. Mm-hmm. They're back. So we don't need fascists here in the United States. It's contrary to what our to what our government is supposed to be. And they now have a foothold in the Democrat Party. So Democrats, and I'm talking real Democrats, not the fake ones that are like Pelosi and 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 Schumer and the rest of the fascists in Washington. Mm-hmm. Real rank-and-file Democrats must cleave themselves away from the progressive movement or they're going to lose their party. Yep, yep. It, it's, it's time. We've been pointing this out for, what, 20 years? Yes, sir. That, that progressives are a cancer inside the real Democrat party. Democrats, you've either been unaware uneducated or too ignorant or lazy to understand this but you've got to start pushing these people out of your party make them stand on their own mm-hmm. and see how popular they they are still they won't be so saturday night my friend up in uh, commerce georgia donald trump had a big rally he had a number of people there he was there pretty much to uh, support david Perdue, who's running for governor and Herschel Walker, who's running for Senate. Now, David Perdue is currently behind uh, the current in, uh, current governor by about 10 points. Herschel Walker is running neck and neck uh, against uh, Warnock. That's uh, going to be his the competition when he goes up against him. Now, amongst the speakers were the likes of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, she, of course, is a representative from Georgia, Congresswoman. And Matt Gates from Florida, who saw the opportunity to be up there. Now, he said something that's really kind of off the wall, but I've heard it before, so I'm going to repeat it. He said he would nominate Trump for Speaker of the House to replace House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. And uh, and that's Matt Gates playing to the crowd. 
because there are too many people in, on the Republican side of the of the House of Representatives who don't want to go through that gimmicky thing again to vote for them. Now, technically, you can vote for anybody who you want to for Speaker of the House. Correct. Technically, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen. You know, so this is this is Matt Gates pandering to the crowd. I'm not necessarily a big Matt Gates fan, but. But uh, he is the representative down here, and uh, that's what our internal stuff down here is internal in the panhandle. So we have to deal with that internally. Um, but it's got to be it's got to be less about personality and more about policy going forward. It's got to be about the policies that Donald Trump put into place, yep. and not about Donald Trump. Yep, and and I'm not going to budge from this because if we start the cycle again, where we're just going to keep running Hillary Clinton and we're just going to keep running Donald Trump, and it just keeps going around in a circle and a circle and a circle, the country is not served. The political system is not served. We've got to get away from the cult of personality, and we've got to start examining the policies that these people have put into place. Trump's policies were beautiful for the United States of America. You bet. And I don't disagree with you for a second. Here comes the music, but let me tell you something. I believe we can do this, and I believe if Trump stays on message, he could win this, but we don't know if he's going to run. But then again, if he does, we'll see what happens then. How's that? Well, we're going to wait and see. Yep. All right. I will talk to you on Friday, my friend. All righty, Frank Salvato, undergroundusa.com is a website. Coming up, Patrick Island. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Underground USA. Be sure to like our podcast, leave a comment, sign up for the newsletter so that the Silicon Valley overlords don't get to interrupt our information flow to you. My name is Frank Salvato. We'll be right back after this.